This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing... This has been a heck of a week, man. Just... <laughs> Hasn't it? Golly, man. I mean, it, you know, um, gosh, uh, you know, as this show is airing, uh, tomorrow will be the day that we have our grand opening yeah. for, uh, for the for the new shop. Gosh. And so, uh, just a lot of fun, you know, but gosh, things are just out of control. Yeah, it's... Uh, but it, it's, it's great, man. Football's in full swing, you know, people in the... In the SEC country down here, have been excited about that. Folks are coming in, buying pipe tobacco, buying new pipes, getting ready for the fall. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun season, man. It's just, uh, it's crazy and it's it's really fun. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, yeah. I'm remember, reminded of, I think, like our fourth or third ever episode of Country Squire Radio, which was like just called Autumn Upon Us. Which was uh, it <laughs> was just, about that. it was just us sitting around talking about how cool Autumn is to be a pipe smoker. Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, and I remember some people were like. I wonder if these guys are going to make it. <laughs> it's like, it's like this, and those same people are still wondering. I, I wonder if these guys are going to make it. Uh, yeah. You, you got to give at least a, you know the four year deal. Or right, right. Uh, they was kind of like, is this a show? And and yes, as it turns out, it was. <laughs> Eventually became one. Yeah, exactly. Well, so the the grand reopening has uh, has come and gone, and uh, or, or is 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 has is here. Uh, but, but coming up, man, we got Jackson Pipe Night. That's right around the corner. That's right. Uh, November 1st. It's a Thursday. It'll be uh, here at the Country Squire and also sponsored by Law DC, which, uh, of course, are good friends that uh, sell uh, Savinelli's, Peterson's, Cornell Deal Tobacco, and and so many other wonderful brands. And then, of course, we mentioned last week, but uh, the, the announcement, the, the gauntlet has been thrown. Yes. There is the Custom Cobb competition of Country Squire Radio is returning, and this year... The holiday theme is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, so we want to encourage those of you out there, uh, even you know, even if you're not 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 necessarily American, Thanksgiving very much an American holiday, but we've got listeners internationally. Uh, so you are more than welcome to to create custom. Yeah, that's uh, right. You know, actually, maybe maybe you're British and you're bitter. You could uh, <laughs> you could create your own unique uh, <laughs> pipe. It's yeah, it some way that you know really. Uh, Although save shows... that, save that, because at some point we may do a Fourth of July. Maybe one. that Fourth of July. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. could be really good. Yeah, save the and, bitterness. And have folks from Great Britain uh, pitch in on that. Exactly, it hey, could be fun. That, that could be yeah. fun. But no, yeah. this one's Thanksgiving. Don't want to confuse anybody. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, let your imagination run wild. We we cannot wait to see some amazing uh, designs from uh, those of you wanting to compete. Uh, we'll have more information about that posted in the relatively near future. I would love to say very near future, but I'm also trying to be honest. So relatively near future. <laughs> but in the meantime, go ahead and get those out. Remember, the main thing is it's got to be smokable. You can get creative as you want to, but it has got to still be smokable at the end of the day. Yes. So Custom corn cob pipe must be a Missouri Meerschaum, which you know you're going to want anyway, but uh, has to be smokable. Get your creative juices flowing. I think you'll have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. And I, I kind of mentioned last week that you know the, the rules are going to be the same as last year, but just as a refresher for those uh, who may not be familiar, um, what you'll end up be doing is with these pipes, you'll actually be sending them to the Country Squire, where we will uh, review them on the show. We'll have a special episode dedicated to it, and then we will actually be auctioning those pipes off for charity after the competition has, has come and gone. That's there, right. There is a uh, there is a, a a trophy, a custom cob <laughs> trophy that comes along with it, and uh, that, that may or may not make it through the mail. Uh, this time it will. This time it, it definitely will. It's a learning process, right? That's like, right. You know, the guilt, the, the welding didn't quite, um, <laughs> you know, by welding, of course, I mean hot glue. It didn't quite, quite actually you know, work the first time, but the second time, that's it's all about the, the second trip. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see what you guys end up sending in. All right. So last week, man, I kind of teed this up and, and teased out that we've got a special guest this episode. And, you know, now that we've had a chance to talk about it, uh, I think we can go ahead and say that this is the beginning of a new series for Country Squire Radio. Now, the way that Country Squire Radio handles series is not in a, you know, for five episodes, we do the same thing consistently. Yeah, it's not a serial thing. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. We, we have kind of series that are ongoing and they're kind of smattered throughout. So, for example, we've got our, our Squire Select series. We've got our Heroes of the Bowl, which we need a new one uh, coming up here soon. We've also got uh, Tobacco Talk. We've also got... 
gosh. Pipe culture. Pipe culture. Uh, we've got some that I still consider series, even though they're very, very dime a like dozen. Pirates. Pirates and pipe tobacco. Yep. Exactly. No, that's right. Yep. Uh, so so this one uh, may fall into somewhere between Pirates and Pipe Tobacco and Heroes of the Bowl in terms of the, the frequency. Uh, but I do hope that this is something we can definitely regularly do and, and uh, continue to do throughout the, the lifespan of the show. That is our spotlight on the YouTube pipe community. Yeah. And today, man, to kick this off, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, when we actually made the move to YouTube and, and you'll hear me talk about this here in the interview in just a second, when we went to YouTube for our li- live broadcasting solution, I kind of went on YouTube and kind of searched for pipe smokers and in, in the YouTube pipe community. And, and I made a kind of a list of folks to follow. And these were people that were specifically turning out content that had kind of a, a sense of professionalism that allowed around with it, that were, you know, family friendly, that were, you know, work safe, you know, kind of in the, in the same, uh, uh, tier. same kind of universe where we run in. Exactly. We'd like to think. And that's not to, <laughs> and that's not to judge anybody that, that makes more kind of, you know, coarse humor or something of that nature. You know, if, there's if you, time for that too. That, sure. And yeah. and it's just, it's just not necessarily on the, it wouldn't be on the same channel, so to speak, that Country Square Radio would be on. And so from that standpoint, kind of looking out there of, of who would be some good folks. Y'all are on the cool channels and we're on like UPN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not exactly the HBO of pipe tobacco. Right. <laughs> uh, but one way or the other. Um, and, and so that, as that list was coming together, one of the very first people that, that I subscribed to that kind of followed on that is the man that we're going to be talking to here in just a minute. And that's Eddie Gray of the pipe nook. Uh, Eddie Gray, of course, uh, is a, is a prolific YouTuber in his own right. He also has a virtual online store called the pipe nook. Uh, his channel is geared towards the new and newly new uh, pipe smoker, and it's all about the customer education of, of pipe tobacco and uh, and pipes as a whole. Um, he's also really great about keeping people informed about news and events. I remember uh, the last Chicago Pipe Show, I, I watched his video. I think yeah. he did, uh, I want to say it was like a three video series about that time, about what was going on in the industry, and uh, really, really enjoyed kind of tuning in and seeing his his talking head, his vlog, and man, I was just uh, really thrilled that we were able to uh, to get him online and uh, and speak with him a little bit about what's going on in the YouTube pipe community. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump in with Eddie Gray of the Pipe Nook. On the line right now, all the way from Eddie, where are you from? <laughs> should, have, should have asked that. Uh, I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Oh man! All right, so all the way from sunny Pensacola, Florida, we got Eddie Gray of the Pipe Nook. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up, Eddie. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good to be here, man. I'm I'm really excited to have you on. Um, you know, I, I think a few years ago at this point, um, I was I was kind of scoping the uh, the YouTube pipe community and you know kind of scanning through, thinking like, okay, well, who's who on here do I want to follow? Because there's there's a lot of great folks in the YouTube pipe community, uh, but I, I was specifically looking for for individuals who were putting out content consistently and doing so at a really kind of a high quality level. And and I could tell, man, you were you were one of the bunch, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this dude right here and see what some of his insights are. So uh, getting a chance to talk to you, man, is an absolute pleasure, and uh, excited to to dive into your story, man. Well, man, I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, hey, all right, so let's let's start off with uh, with you. So uh, how did you? Uh, well, let me ask you this: Are you are you originally from Pensacola? More or less. I know okay. that's kind of a roundabout answer, but I was born in Ohio, but my parents were from this area. They met here, married here. And, uh, you know, when I was three years old, they came back here to be with family. So I've been a Pensacola boy ever since I was three. Gotcha. Okay. For, for all intents and purposes, it sounds oh, like yeah. a lot of your, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your formative it, years were in Pensacola. Kind of feels like lying when I say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm from here, you know? Gotcha. And how did you get started smoking a pipe? Well, my great grandfather, uh, who I have his namesake, his name was Ed Gray, and uh, he smoked a pipe my whole life, smoked a pipe practically his whole life. He lived to be 99. And uh, I think at one point he told me he started smoking a pipe when he was 17, uh, which <laughs> I would not recommend. But, right. uh, but yeah, he smoked a pipe for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, ever since I was a very small child, I don't remember ever seeing him, you know, without his pipe. Um, and he always had a, a pouch of Sir Walter regular in his vest pocket, you know. As many of his contemporaries did as well. <laughs> Indeed. That's awesome. So, all right, so he was kind of your inspiration. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was in my college years, uh, I decided I would try some some pipe smoking and he wasn't exactly the best tutor <laughs> as far as that goes. 
Um, so he didn't give me a whole lot of tips. You know, I, I would ask him leading questions and he would be like, just shove some tobacco in the pipe and uh, light it. <laughs> and, well, I mean, uh, you got to remember, he was this, he's the, the figure it out generation. Google right. and uh, instant uh, instant answers to every single question in the most detailed way possible is uh, definitely more of the uh, millennial <laughs> millennial era yeah, solution. You know, I'm sure he had pipe, smoked pipe for 65, 70 years at that point and was like, he couldn't imagine it being difficult for anyone, I'm sure. Right. But uh, yeah, I had some quite a few trial and error moments and hot lava in the mouth type uh, situations as I learned how to pack my bowl. And actually, I gave it up for, I, I would come back to pipe smoking here and there to give it another shot, but didn't really seriously have it click with me until probably around 2013. Um, so it had been um, about 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> of of uh, just not not getting the hang of it. And uh, around that time is when I discovered the YTPC, but I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I mean, with, if, if you can recall back, I mean, that first pipe that you had, was it, was it one of his or did you actually go out and purchase it? I went to the drugstore and bought a Dr. Graybo uh, bent. Uh, I think it was a Duke. Um, and of course, tried some Sir Walter from his stash. But yeah, that was my first pipe. I still have that pipe. Interesting. And did he? I mean, you know, I'm I'm always kind of curious. Like, did did he have like a very set pipe, or did he have a set that he would actually go through? Like, did he have like one pipe that you when you kind of draw him to memory or, or in that era? Um, like, is there a specific pipe that comes to mind, or just he always had several of his pipes? He had. I, I never saw more than two pipes in his in his house. Interesting. So he smoked the same pipe every day, like eight to twelve times a day, I would imagine, and would ream it out with his with his pen knife when he needed to, and uh, when he got to where, I mean, I looked inside that bowl a couple of times, and it was so constricted, like I couldn't imagine him shoving any tobacco in that pipe uh, <laughs> on certain occasions. And, you know, he told me at one point, you know, he said, once, once it gets so bad or so, you know, gunked up, I can't smoke out of it. I just toss it. Get another wow. one. See, you know, it is interesting, right? Like there's such a generational um, aspect of, of the pipe smoker of that era versus the pipe smoker of this era. And there's yeah. almost kind of a different mindset going into, uh, going into the art form. For one thing, you know, we, we tend to look at it as an art form. Whereas, you know, uh, you know, members of his fraternity would kind of think of that as kind of almost ridiculous, I would imagine. <laughs> yep, I would think so. Sometimes I wonder what he would think of me and my pipe collection. You know what I mean? I <laughs> well, he considering would, he was the inspiration, I'm sure he would, uh, he would definitely be uh, honored from, from, from at least a certain point of view. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So you said you, you set it aside for about 20 years. I mean, like, you know, that, that amount of time varies from person to person, but I think one thing a lot of pipe smokers, uh, you know, share in common is that a lot of us kind of got into it, tried it and stepped away for some time because we didn't necessarily have the, you know, most, um, newbie friendly environments that we were attempting a pipe in. I mean, that was certainly my yeah. story as well. Uh, but what, what was it that really kind of brought you back in 20 years later? Well, I've always enjoyed smoking cigars, uh, so that's where the, you know, that 20 years in the meantime, I pretty much was an occasional cigar smoker. Um, couldn't afford the sticks that I really wanted most of the time. But, uh, you know, I, I kept coming back to the pipe thing, and I, I just always liked so many aspects of pipe smoking, and I, I just felt like, you know, I really don't want to fail at this. Like I want to be good at this. Um, so it, it just kind of crossed in my brain one day. I thought, you know, there's all kinds of how to videos on YouTube. So I think I'll check YouTube. I'll see if there's any videos out there, how to smoke a pipe. Maybe I'll figure this thing out finally. And I had made a kind of a promise to myself or an ultimatum, if you will, like I'm going to figure this out this time or I will never try again. Hmm. Um, so I hit YouTube and I found a couple of videos. I found a video series from a guy, his name was Kel. 
his channel is Smoke Rings Pipe Dreams. He doesn't oh, really yeah. do much anymore as far as uh, the YTPC or pipe smoking, but he's still around. Um, I'm not, I can't advocate all of his political views, maybe some of them. But um, And then I found the Dagners and uh, Jason Dagner's uh, How to Smoke a Pipe video. I think that's what it's called. Uh, it's got more than a quarter of a million views at this point. So there's apparently some interest out there. Um, but between the videos I found, I started reading comments and leaving comments. And I started to see a trend that, hey, this person that made this video commented on this other person's video. And there's something going on here. So I would dig deeper into it. And yeah, there was certainly a, a community happening. And I wasn't really a part of it. <laughs> so I decided I wanted to be a part of that. So I finally got the courage to click record on, uh, on the old camera and uh, introduce myself to the YTPC. Yes, yeah, so the YTPC, uh, for listeners not unfamiliar, that's the YouTube pipe community. Yep. Um, and it is, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting beast. You know, I feel like I discovered the, the YouTube pipe community in this, this weird era where I feel, I don't know if it was just kind of this clickbaity nature to it or what, but it was during this time where everybody was debating whether or not the YTPC was dead or you know, <laughs> there had been like some drama or something of that nature. And it's so interesting to kind of, it's, it's like walking into a room like right as a fight is ending and everybody's just awkward around each other and you're the new guy in the room like I, I don't I don't know what this was. You know, like I don't right. even know where to begin with any of this. It's such an awkward moment. Now I mean my my foyer into it was really more about like just trying to to learn more about the the industry as a whole. So I mean at that time I was kind of hitting up a bunch of different pipe forums, you know, uh, reaching out to the folks on Reddit and just, you know, we had I think at that point maybe started we we had when we first started doing the live show, we used a different service that I'm kind of blanking on the name of it. Uh, and we hated it because it kept on bombarding people with ads and it just was not a, a very pleasant, you know, uh, viewing experience. And so when we saw that we could do it on YouTube as part of the live Google Hangouts, we we're like, oh, well, this, this satisfies that need of, you know, recording the show live and giving people a way to engage with it while we do it. But it always felt a little awkward because it's like, well, we're not necessarily part of the YouTube pipe community from that standpoint. But we, we almost kind of feel like we're cousins. It's kind of like uh, I like kind of lo knowing what's been going on. So can right. you kind of clarify, like, was there some YouTube pipe community drama a couple of years ago or am I crazy? Uh, I don't really know that I can speak to all the ins and outs of that. But I think there were a couple of people. Uh, I don't know that I really need to name them. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to call out names or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I sure don't want to stir anything else fresh back up from that. But th there were some people that were making, I guess you could call it clickbait, but it was more or less a satire of the YTPC. It was somebody uh -huh. just trying to do something new. And uh, I think a lot of people got up in arms because they didn't understand the humor <laughs> of the satire, that he wasn't, you know, being completely serious. And then, you know, people started choosing size and this, that, and the other. And now some people that were doing that were in on the joke, but then other people weren't. So, yeah, it was a very, very strange time, and I'm glad we're kind of past that. Right. It, I mean, it sounds like it's like the uh, the, y, the YP, uh, the the YTPC Civil War. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> they're, they're all on the same side, but we're all fighting each other, uh, Captain America, Iron Man style. So. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one way or the other, it does seem like things have mellowed out. And, you know, whenever I, I go on and kind of get a chance to see, uh, you know, the, the talking heads and the vloggers and, and everybody go on and smoke in the pipe. And it's almost like it's how would you how would you describe the YouTube pipe community, especially like from the vlogging standpoint? Like, like, how would you explain that to somebody who had no concept of what that was? Hmm. How would I describe the, the YTPC as far as just a vlogging experience? Well, like, you know, let's say that somebody's not familiar. Like when, when they think of YouTube, they think of like, I go and I watch a, you know, I watch a quick video. They're not necessarily thinking of vlogging or, or the community aspect of it. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's kind of hard to, and you know, some people ask, well, how do I know if I'm in the YTPC? <laughs> we, I mean, cause we don't have a membership role. There's no official you know, it, what I call it is a virtual pipe club. 
Uh, and that's the way I've always treated it because since my great grandfather passed many years ago at this point, I don't have anyone around here to regularly smoke a pipe with. Um, you very, very rarely see anyone out in public with a pipe. Um, although I've seen a couple in, in the past couple of months actually, but um, you know, I mean, it's kind of strange to run up to a complete stranger and say, Hey, you smoke a pipe. I do too. <laughs> and, you know, at the Publix or whatever. Um, so I've always treated the YTPC as my virtual pipe club because there's not one around here. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll light my pipe. I'll get on YouTube and I'll just take a look at my subscription feed and see who's made videos that day. And, uh, you know, just click away. And it's basically like we're having a conversation. You know, I comment on videos just like people comment on my videos. And, um, you know, it's like we're sharing a pipe together. It's kind of an interesting experience, especially the live feeds that have been going on lately. That's that's definitely you're in the moment together sharing a pipe. So that's pretty cool. So I'm kind of curious because you mentioned the live feeds and, you know, with kind of the, the dawn of, uh, you know, Facebook live and a lot of people streaming on Facebook, like, is that, has that, does that add to the YouTube pipe community? Is that something separate or, or is there any kind of cross engagement or uh, I realize that's kind of a platform question, but I'm kind of curious how that impacts the dynamics of, of the community as a whole. Uh, quite a few people have been, you know, dipping their toes into it. Uh, myself included. I think I did one live video and it wasn't really for me because it's I, I just like having that safety net where I can you know <laughs> yes, if I completely yeah. flub up something or say something I did not want to have come out of my mouth I can just re-record a video which doesn't happen often but it does happen so the the live thing I don't know is really going to be something I do a lot but um some of the some of the uh, standard people that I watch regularly have not let it replace what they normally do as far as video content, but kind of use it as an augment to their channel. Um, and it, it, I think it's worked out a pretty good bit. And I've seen live feeds last anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours. I know Public Piper's done a couple of extravaganza live feeds. So that's, that's a long feed right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, so, so with the, um, with the YouTube pipe community, when you decided, okay, I want to kind of get involved in this beyond just commenting, uh, how did you go about kind of de de determining what your series, what your channel would be? Um, I, I really didn't attempt to create anything. Some people do, and some people have been really successful at that. I'm thinking about Mutton Chop Piper. He has a, a defined set of things, you know, goals that he wanted to accomplish when he started his channel. Uh, basically, what I wanted to do was jump in and say, hey, I smoke a pipe too. And I've got tons of questions because I just figured this thing out finally. So, you know, somebody help me out out there. So I would make videos and just throw question after question after question and have people comment. Um, and so a lot of my earlier videos, many of which I've taken down at this point, were me just looking like a complete total noob, you know, asking the community for help. And and they gave it. And so at some point, I think there was a, a threshold that I crossed where I was answering more questions than I was asking. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've really... I don't want to say benefited, but I, I've, I've really enjoyed this part of my channel where I get feedback all the time that, Hey, you, you know, thanks so much for your content. You've helped me answer this question or that question or, you know, get things going. I, I, I made a 25 part, how to smoke a pipe video series to kind of add to the conversation. Yeah. And uh, I got a lot of good uh, feedback from that as well. But yeah, when I got started, I had no idea. Like I, I really didn't. I just wanted to be part of the club. <laughs> and so how would you kind of, you know, define or pitch your channel today? Like what, what is the pipe nooks YouTube channel? It, it's kind of a hybrid at this point where about three years ago, I started a company called the pipe nook. So, you know, I have this online presence now. And so it, it's part of, you know, just talk about the store and just bringing that to the forefront 
you know, to people's minds. Hey, I'm here. Um, and then the other part of it is still taking part in the community. But now at this point, I've got so many subs. I think I just crossed 4,400 subs. Congratulations. Um, well, thank you. And, the, you know, in YouTube numbers, that is not, <laughs> that's not a big number. But um, in the YTPC, that's a fairly big number. And right. it, it's gotten really hard for me to keep up with new folks and, you know, even folks that I've, uh, you know, watched for years at this point. It's it's really hard to keep up with everybody because the YTPC has grown by leaps and bounds over the past few years. Um, but I, I do my best to keep up um, within, you know, what's happening within the community. Um, I still do, you know, tips videos. I do what I call impressions videos. I, I don't really uh, feel that I'm qualified to be a reviewer of tobaccos. Um, I might interchange that word with impressions from time to time, but I really consider that I'm doing impressions instead of full on reviews. Cause I just don't think I have the palette for that. No, that's good. I mean, like, you know, that's, that's interesting. Um, cause I mean, like, I mean, they're, they're kind of reviews, but I do like the, the framing. There's a humble framing of saying their impressions as, a, as opposed to reviews. Yeah. I might, I might steal that from you in the future. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, well, so in terms of your impressions, as, as you've been able to kind of expand your palette, uh, through, through the shop. And then of course, through the, the video series and that sort of thing, what, what are some of your favorites? What are kind of some standout tobaccos that you've been able to share your impressions of over the course of your channel? Uh, well, I've gotten to where I really like flakes a lot mm. and I, I, I'm not really sure why that is in particular, except for maybe the component tobaccos are the ones that I typically enjoy the most. That's what's used in flakes a lot. I, I've really been enjoying Savinelli's Brunello flake, which has just a hint of like a citrus note to it. Um, but it, it's a really nice flake, easy to crumble up. I would recommend that as a, as a first time flake for people. Um, cause it's really easy to deal with compared to others that might be th more thickly packed. Right. Um, Irish flake. I really like, uh, Peterson's Irish flake and my all time favorite. This hasn't been dethroned since I smoked it for the first time, I think. Uh, has been uh, H.H. McBaron's Old Dark Fire. Mm. Just love that blend. Mm -hmm. uh, so my favorite component tobaccos uh, tend to be Dark Fire Kentucky, Perique. Um, and really, I like everything else. But like if you'll put Dark Fire Kentucky and Perique in the same blend, I'm probably <laughs> going to be all over it. It's game over. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And so with uh, with your pipes, do you have a preferred pipe that you go to when you're when you're sampling new tobaccos or when you're kind of seeking to, to gather impressions or, or do you rotate those out as well? I tend to rotate out. Um, I tend to have about 15 pipes in front of me uh, on my desk at any given time. You know, you probably five or six of those get more play than others, but uh, I try to, to rotate through those pretty regularly. Let's let's talk a little bit about the pipe nook. So uh, you mentioned you had this online presence and, and you kind of wanted to, to take it to the next step. So, so what is the pipe nook beyond the YouTube channel? Well, when I started my YouTube channel, I went by the, the name Haunted Tank 75. Uh, which is like a gamer tag that I had used for years and years. Oh man, what were you gaming? <laughs> uh, well, oddly enough, I played World of Tanks for a good bit of time, about <laughs> okay. three years. All right. Had a clan going and, and the whole deal. I'm all over the place with gaming. Um, gotcha. I, I have all the, the newer consoles and I have some retro consoles. You playing any Sea of Thieves at all? Uh, I haven't. I uh. haven't yet. See, these is like when I when I find somebody who plays, I'm like, I'm like, yes, okay, great, let's do it, let's crew up. But uh, but no, it's Fortnite. Everybody's playing Fortnite these days. I played that for about a month and got real tired of it. I, I don't like the sense. There's no sense of progression. Right. Every match is exactly like you start from scratch. You don't keep anything. I don't really like that. So I moved from that very quickly to Warframe, and that's kind of my. Gotcha. That's my horse right now. All right, so still gaming, but originally the gamer tag, originally the gamer tag was the uh, was your official online uh, YouTube handle. Right. So if you go back to some of my older videos, you'll hear me introduce myself as Eddie Gray Haunted Tank seventy five, and that that tends to cause some head scratching at this point. But for you know, for the first two or three years, 
I didn't have any idea, any concept of, of starting a business. So once I did, I changed the channel name to match the business, which is the Pipe Nook. So uh, yes, the Pipe Nook. Uh, so where did the where did the name come from? I was kind of that took me a while to get to. I bandied about quite a few ideas, but I wanted the idea to be the concept for the company to be this carved out place that I think everybody needs. Uh, in their lives where you can just kind of get away from the, the troubles of the world uh, for a few minutes each day. And uh, I didn't ever want to misadvertise the company as any, like, I, I don't, I don't have any um, uh, grand ideas of growing the pipe note to be one of the big contenders in the online space. Um, I kind of want it to be a small business. You know, I don't want to grow it to warehouse status. So I, I thought the name really fit with my philosophy and kind of my goals for, for the company. Um, I really want the pipe nook. I, I would like for the pipe nook for me personally, just to be good side money for the next 20 years. Uh, if it'll stand the test of time and uh, be a good thing for me to do in my retirement years. Gotcha. Well, good. And I mean, you know, obviously you've, you've been able to, to connect through the YouTube pipe community and um, you know, the, the digital pipe club, uh, what about out in Florida? I mean, have, have you been able to connect with pipe clubs there and kind of introduce them to the pipe nook? There really aren't any pipe clubs around here. Is, is, the, is the closest one, and I mean, I know Florida is a big, you know, it's a big state, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. is, is the St. Pete Club, is that the closest one? That I think that's the closest one I've heard of, uh, which St. Pete's about seven hours away. Oh, shoot. All right. Man, in that case, maybe New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually maybe closer to you then. Yeah, I, I would have to go out of state, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, gotcha. I mean, so and that is that is always interesting to me as well. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, you know that being in Pensacola and spending kind of the the majority of your time there, the YouTube pipe community being this kind of a, a way to connect with with the community, with the pipe community at large. Um, it's do you do you find that you know? I mean, I, I think for many of us, when we think of Florida, we see it as more of like a cigar state. You know what I mean? Like when, when you're like rolling down in, in, in Florida, you kind of imagine people putting on their, you know, their Panama Jack hat or the hat and their, their uh, floral shirt and, and chomping on a, you know, big expensive cigar. But, yeah. but is there, I mean, like, you know, is that, is that stereotype correct? Or is there a underground pipe presence there? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that every fifth person walking down the streets chomping on a stove, but um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> but but as far as smoking goes, I mean, cigars and pipes, and cigars are probably I, I hate to just make up percentages, but if I had, wait, had to guess, I would say cigars are probably ninety five percent of premium smoking uh, here in this area. To the detriment of pipe smoking, um, I, we don't have any local stores to speak of that carry any kind of pipe pipes or pipe tobacco at this point aside from you know like walmart you could still go buy some captain black i think and a a couple of cigar we've got two or three cigar places in town um that they've pretty much phased out pipe stuff but they might have a tin or two here and there tins cost a lot more in the state of florida gotcha we have an 85% tobacco surtax. So it sounds like the pipe nook was an excuse to uh, really just bunker up your, your, your cellar. <laughs> it's, okay. Sort of. it's okay. If that's just, if that's just a side benefit, you know, you could say that's a side benefit, but it's okay. If that's the real deal and the side benefit. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but what I had to do as far as that goes, um, you know, I, I don't sell within the state of Florida anymore. I only do out of state sales because oh, interesting. I didn't want to deal oh, yeah. with that 85% surtax. And I hate that. I would so much prefer to be able to sell to Floridians, but I just can't do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so none of this, um, Oh, here's $5. If this just kind of happens to fall off the truck then it falls off the truck, <laughs> not, of course, nothing like that. We want to be very, very clear. No, no, don't get me in trouble, but <laughs> of course not. Well, Eddie, man, um, like, you know, th- I, I, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, how can people keep up with you? Where can they, uh, they find your channel and, um, you know, get engaged with your content in, in your shop? Well, on YouTube, uh, I'm the pipe nook. And online, you can go to www.thepipenook.com. Um, I do have an Instagram feed I need to be a little bit better with. <laughs> but it's also The Pipe Nook. 
Uh, and if you want to send me an email, if you have any questions or whatnot, thepipenook at outlook.com. All right. Well, Eddie, thanks so much for coming on Country Squire Radio, brother. Yeah, man. So good to be here. I've been listening for so long. <laughs> thanks, man. Man, what a great interview. Yeah, it's so good to hear from uh, someone else that's kind of in the uh, you know, pipe smoking multiverse here with us, uh, ooh, you know, carrying ooh, carrying like on that. the uh, tradition, trying to spread the uh, the the fun and the good news about what's going on in the pipe world. And uh, man, it was great. I'm, I'm glad you got to catch up with him. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward, hopefully, to uh, to being able to spotlight some uh, other YouTubers as well uh, that are that are really involved in the pipe community and and really making some great content. So uh, looking forward to uh, to to you know what what that may lead to in the future. Yeah. All right. So, uh, of course, you know, when we're talking about pipe tobacco, you can't talk about pipe tobacco without also talking about pipes. And it's impossible to talk about pipes without at some point mentioning the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Of course, Missouri Meerschaum is the most legendary American pipe company. Uh, It's been around, gosh, forever. I don't even have uh, that many. um, I I, I can't count that high. (laughs) But uh, we love the folks at Missouri Meerschaum. They've got uh, just a great uh, quantity of uh, classic pipe shapes that, you know, shapes and finishes that you'll recognize from long ago, but they're also, even with a company with their history, trying to push the envelope, come out with new things, you know, meet modern sensibilities for the for the new pipe smoker. One of those uh, that they've come out with relatively recently, which has really caught the pipe community by storm, is the Charlestown Cobbler Corncob mm. Pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful, one of the most uh, classy looking uh, cobs that has, that has ever been on the market, and, uh, and gosh, it's just stunning. Uh, this is a collaboration with uh, Cornell and Deal, and the Charlestown Cobbler uh, is just a really beautiful, beautiful piece. Uh, you've got that black, uh, fin- black uh, blasted outside of the uh, of the bowl. It's got a really nice, uh, gently bent red Italian acrylic bit, and uh, and it's just a very attractive uh, billiard style uh, bowl. And so, uh, just a beautiful pipe. It's one of those that uh, is medium to large, and so you'll be able to sit there for quite some time and enjoy one of your favorite tobaccos and uh and just really soak in the uh the 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 classiness of uh this particular piece so uh charlestown cobbler corncob pipe you'll have to get it at corncobpipe.com which is directly from the source uh there at missouri meersham and they'll they'd love to ship it to you it retails for 23.99 and uh it'll be one of your more premium corncob pipes and you'll be really glad you got it that's right. So if you happen to have the Charlestown Cobbler, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself when you do. We love retweeting that out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. So pipe question of the week this week comes in yeah. from a Charlie2K. Uh, Charlie2K says, is there any benefit to a specific pipe shape as it relates to the cut of tobacco? Would a bent pipe be better with a flake tobacco, whereas a straight would be better with a ribbon cut? That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, good question. You know, I haven't really noticed as much of a difference between bent and straight as I have the shape of the bowl itself. So, uh, for instance, uh, like a tall, narrow bowl for me tends to be better with uh, a Virginia tobacco or something with uh, more finely uh, cut leaves, uh, maybe more natural sugar content. Um, a, um, a a wide, broad bowl, maybe a maybe a pot shaped bowl or something that's got a very uh, wide chamber uh, for me tends to work a little better for uh, you know blends that have a chunkier cut, maybe a cube cut or a um, a flake tobacco or um, an English blend, your favorite English blend that has a lot of uh, big chunky leaves in it. 
you know, and so I, I would pay attention to the different shapes of the bowl, although I haven't really found uh, much of a difference with, uh, with the stem uh, being different. So uh, you'll get that. You know, a lot of folks like different, uh, different size bowls, uh, you know, for their uh, different tobaccos. Uh, some folks think that, um, you know, if it's a real tall bowl, that can be better for, uh, you know, those Virginia leaves again. Um, you know, you'll have folks that uh, like uh, the different types of drill in a bowl, like if it's canted in a certain way, maybe it helps uh, with a certain burn. Um, you know, if it's uh, got a conical shape on the bottom, maybe that helps with, with different types of tobaccos. I haven't noticed as much of that. My big thing is the width of the bowl itself and the depth. And so, um, you know, I think uh, it, it'll be interesting to see as you experiment, Charlie 2K, kind of what, uh, you know, uh, what you find that works best with with what. But uh, I think, you know, your mileage may vary. That's going to depend on what you uh, find, what you use and uh, and how you enjoy it. Excellent pipe question, Charlie. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it in show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Ow! Ow! <laughs> All right, man. Uh, these come in from Matthew Butler, and of course, brought to us by the Ten Society. More on them in just a moment. Uh, Matthew Butler asks. Wait, is that Matthew Butler? No, not the Matthew Butler. It's the Matthew Butler. Oh my goodness! It's our good friend. Absolutely. All yeah. right. So, Jello or pudding? Uh, aren't those real similar? Well, I oh, like well, Jello makes a pudding, but. Okay, so but there's like Jello normal, pudding, normal Jello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jell-O's I'm gonna, like I'm gonna the... go with pudding. Oh, interesting. Yeah, between between Jello or pudding, I'm gonna go with pudding. Can I just say that they're both disgusting, and the combination of Jello pudding is even more disgusting? But I am neither a pudding nor a Jello guy. Well, Jello or pudding wouldn't want you either. No. <laughs> That's all right. You want to, yeah. I... So you can just go. Do something. I mean, if I had to choose, <laughs> I mean, you know, when when I am much older and in a, a nursing home or something of that nature, I guess I'll go with Jello. Uh, but until then, I'm just going to abstain. Yeah. Uh, handshake or a hug? Handshake. Really? Yeah. You're such a hug guy. I I, I like hugging. But, yeah. You know, on in general, you know, for people I don't know as well. Uh, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a big hug guy. I like I like going in for the hug. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, next up. Poutine or disco fries? <laughs> poutine. Poutine. Uh, or I, I'm actually, I've heard of disco fries before, but I'm, I'm actually not sure of what they are. Poutine is that stuff that you find up in Canada. What are they? They take French fries and cover them in gravy. That, that's that's what poutine oh. is. Oh. Yeah. Um, Why would you call it, what? That's, so that's just gravy fries, right? Like that's just fries with gravy. Uh, I, I, it depends on who you talk to. Interesting. Uh, I I am uh, actually smothered fries. That's what we call it down here. Is that is that a isn't thing? that right? Yeah, like we smother things with gravy. So no, like see, we would smother so, fries. So disco fries uh, look like they have gravy and some kind of mozzarella cheese kind of thing. Is that? Yeah, I I don't know. I you know from the looks of it, probably disco fries. But um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not really familiar with either. Yeah, I have had poutine once, and it was uh, you know fries covered in grape so i was at uh <laughs> there's a restaurant here called howlin mouse great great little diner wonderful music dive yeah, yeah awesome and i had a uh their hot roast beef sandwich but i got it like to go like i ordered it through the the app and everything and, it, and they bring it to your place and the guy that was carrying it over ended up or maybe it was packaged wrong i don't know one way or the other the gravy got all over my fries like the gravy was supposed to be like <laughs> on the side and it ended up smothering my fries and it was probably the best day of your life it was actually pretty good <laughs> I'm, I'm i prefer fries crispy but before between those two i might i might end up going with the canadian smothered fries all right <laughs> chicken gravy or beef gravy chicken gravy or beef gravy yeah i think chicken gravy is I that mean, like white gravy yeah, like yeah, white yeah. gravy and brown gravy is that, is that yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, about? like, are you using beef stock or chicken stock to make your gravy? I think I, is kind of the I idea. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess beef gravy. I don't know if that uh, is what that means. Brown, brown gravy is what I would prefer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, I kind of like chicken gravy because you can do more with it. Like, you can season it, and the the season comes out more. Okay. Um. Plus, you could actually. I feel like. Well, no, I, I could go both ways on that. I was gonna say you could you could easily like use chicken gravy on beef. But if you used beef gravy on chicken, it might not taste as good. But maybe it would. I don't know. That that might need some experimentation. Need a gravy flavored pipe tobacco, or or a squire select. Anyway, uh, <laughs> English or Queen's English. I do say good man. I don't know if I know exactly what he's talking about when he talks about the Queen's English. But I damn sorry. Probably something more akin to what you're talking. Because uh-huh. because 
I mean, English would would that be like a lower English, like? Yeah, I mean, a less regal English, less, I suppose. Less regal. I don't yeah. know. I, I like the stuff from, uh, you know, um, uh, Henry Higgins or whatever. You know, that kind of, uh, you know. Why can't the English teach their children to speak? <laughs> oh, I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to sing it one of his songs, but. We're, we're a family. No, that's show. good. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, one way or the other. Great, great questions, Matthew. I, what did you? Wait, what did you? What did you choose? You chose I, Queens. Yeah, Queens English. I you think. went with Queens. Yeah. All right, oh, that's good. Um, I mean, like you know, I'm I'm down. I, I, look, I was in theater. We did Queens English all the time back in the day. It used to be called Kings. Maybe one day it will be again. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. So there you go. Quick fire questions. Of course, brought to us by the good friends at the Tent Society. Now, the Tent Society, you've heard us talk about before if you've been tuning into this show lately, and that is a uh, amazing service that brings you pipe tobacco brought to your door in a box on a monthly basis. It is that box option, right? Like, the, we've seen this. We've seen the boxes coming around for, uh, here's a box of ties, here's a box of toys, here's a box of statues. Well, guess what? Now you can actually get a box of tobacco sent to your door every single month, expanding your palate and letting you know exactly what it is you're smoking and the things you should be looking for. That's one of the things I really like about the Tent Society is they include kind of taste instructions, if you will, along with it, expanding on what, you know, oh, this is actually, you might find notes of this and you might find notes of that. So you're not going in blind. You can actually say like, okay, this is supposed to taste like cocoa. Let me see if I can identify that cocoa flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it because this is also a really well curated uh, selection of tobaccos. You're going to get stuff that, uh, you know, is popular that you may have heard of before, but the folks from the Tin Society are constantly looking for interesting tobaccos from all over the world that you might not be familiar with or might not be readily available. And they're going to give you the option to uh, to smoke that, add it to your palate, uh, see what you think, and uh, you know expand your uh, you know your horizons as far as uh, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, maybe what things you want to try down the road. So uh, anyway, you can check out more information at tinsociety.com. Sign up for their service there. Uh, we love those guys, and they have uh, been kind enough to let you use the code Squire when you sign up. And if you do, you'll get twenty percent off your first month's service. That's right. So check them out. Again, that is tinsociety.com. Use the code SQUIRE for 20% off on your first month's service. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man. We got some awesome listener feedback in. Coming in, first one up from Clay. What did Clay have to say? About a year ago, when my dad was in town to visit, we did a trip into central Kentucky to visit some local distilleries. As you guys know, this is the area of the state where they fire cure the burley, known mm-hmm. as Kentucky dark-fired burley. We saw lots of crop and a few barns waiting for the season to come. Uh, but one of the distilleries we stopped at was called M.B. Roland. There, I had one of the most unique spirits I've had, and I thought you would be interested. It's called Kentucky Black Dog. For reference, White Dog is the bourbon product before being placed in barrels for aging. Their Black Dog is the same as White Dog, with one exception. The corn used to make the Black Dog is dark fire cured and then used to craft the spirit. It's incredible. I would send you some to do a Squire Select episode, but my bottle is nearly gone. (laughs) (laughs) I do need to make a trip back down there uh, for another bottle. They have some dark fired uh, bourbon too. It's incredible. Uh, Love the show, guys. I've been listening for years. Thanks so much, Clay. Uh, Great, great, uh, you know, find there. I mean, the whole concept of, uh, you know, fire curing, uh, corn like that. Wow. I mean, that's, um, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I'm insanely curious. Yeah. I want to try but that. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Also we got, uh, Brian Parent in. Yeah. Brian says, Hey guys, thank you for such a great show. I really enjoyed listening. And as a, and as a newer pipe smoker, I've learned a great deal from you. One idea for a show might be to spend some time talking about the proper way to prep certain types of tobacco that either newer pipe smokers aren't sure how to prep or even a seasoned pipe smoker who may want to try a different cut of tobacco. Hmm. Uh, Specifically, I'm thinking of plug tobacco like plum pudding and flake tobacco like quiet nights. I enjoy both of these, but not really sure if I'm prepping the tobacco properly. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Brian, yeah, great, great question, man. That might be a show down the road. You know, we've done uh, shows uh, on different types of tobacco before where, uh, you know, we've maybe briefly mentioned how to prepare those tobaccos. But I, you know, I think a a deeper look into those might be uh, might be warranted. So that's great. Yeah, I, I, it sounds sounds like a, a show in the making to be sure. 
Well, thank you so much for that listener feedback, Brian. And uh, hey, look, if you want to send us some listener feedback, we love getting that. You can email the show at show at countrysquareradio.com. You can also keep up with us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter throughout the week. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. You can also follow the show at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at countrysquareradio.com. All right, man. Like this is uh, like I said, hopefully the the beginning of a, a new series that we'll see yeah. from time to time. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Great, uh, great excuse to uh, extend some invites out to uh, some folks in the the YouTube pipe community who have been uh, really. I mean, like you know, it, it's always it's always interesting to me just the 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 vlogosphere and and the way that kind of uh, YouTube has been used to to connect folks and connect pipe smokers and that sort of thing. And so uh, the to be able to kind of give a give kind of a a, a, a platform in the in the podcasting world to some of these folks I'm, yeah. I'm excited to do it and find new ways we can collaborate too it's just uh there's so many awesome folks out there and um gosh we're just honored to honored to get to talk to you know a few of them absolutely <laughs> well hey man let's go have a night see you brother listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.